my dad was in the war and my, you know, they were refugees at the time. My parents came here in the nineties. Like, yeah. Yeah. So my dad was in, in the concentration camps and he was basically held hostage for a few months. He was, he was 20, he was our age. So he was 24, yeah. 25. And he was maybe weighing about like sub a hundred pounds. Wow. They didn't feed him. They kept them in camps. They kept them like starving until basically they died. Yeah. Um, the part of, I mean, not to get like too like, you know, political and everything, but the part of uh, Yugoslavia at the time, which is now Serbia, those people wanted to kind of rule the whole country. Yeah. And obviously there was a lot of like backlash and fighting and back and forth. And that's where like the war kind of broke apart and the different countries sort of separated. Awesome. So we are live. We got another episode of Adversity Kings. Special guest, help me pronounce the name. Adin. Adin. Yeah, you what's, got it. What's the, nation, what's the nationality? Uh, Bosnian. Bosnian. Yes, okay. Sir. I think that's the first for me. Yeah. Chicago. Cool introduces me to unique individuals pretty much sure man weekly you know what i mean like i've been here for three years and i've learned the most i would say probably just world wisdom and knowledge just from all the immigrants and diversification i've been introduced to you know what i mm -hmm. mean i don't know what it is about chicago but it's i think they call new york the melting pot i feel like chicago's the melting pot man dude for sure growing you know? up uh i went to obviously i'm in the city born and raised and i still live in the city yeah um i went to uh von steuben for high school and like it's just a complete melting pot like you have every single ethnicity every what like, is that everything. for like what is that is that a unique high school for the listeners that have no no nothing crazy man it's just a simple it's a very simple uh city school nothing crazy it's like yeah it wasn't hard to get into when i was in high school i was more of like a i've been into like fitness and sports my whole life yeah so that was like why i went there was specifically like play volleyball yeah my cousin was there um but then, like, I guess after graduating, that was when I, like, started taking things more serious with, like, business and, yeah. like, my career and whatnot. What, now, are your parents straight from Bosnia then? Yeah, correct. So, like, in the 90s, so me and my business partner, Kenan, um, both our parents are born and raised in Bosnia. Okay. And uh, in the 90s, there was a big war, yeah. which pretty much separated the country. It was Yugoslavia before. Yeah. And it broke up into a bunch of different countries. Was that prior? Was that Czech? Um, so it was Czechoslovakia. No, nah, Yugoslav well, Yugoslavia basically it was like it's Bosnia, Serbia, uh, Macedonia, Croatia. Okay. And yeah, and so but forth. But it's not but, close to Czech Czechoslovakia. Dude, honestly, I'm not the best. No, at, I, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't think it's called Czechoslovakia anymore. I think it's just Slovakia. You know? Yeah. My, that's my mom. Okay. So cool, she's cool. she's Czech. So I took her last name. It's Delebic. That's okay, cool. that's her. But okay, so Bosnia had a war. Who was it between? Um, so it was basically it was a civil war. So it was in okay. the country itself. I saw so the Albanians on the other day, and they had a civil war as well, and it kind of exactly. eroded the country. Yeah, exactly. So, like, um, back then, when they're the what is now Serbia, I mean, I guess everybody has their own story, essentially. But my dad was in the war, and, my, you know, they were refugees at the time. My parents came here in the 90s, like yeah. mid-90s, and then I was born shortly after. I'm born in 98. Same. Um, cool, cool. And, um, yeah, so my dad was in, in the concentration camps, and he was basically held hostage for a few months. He was... He was 20, he was our age, so he was 24, yeah. 25, and he was maybe weighing about, like, sub 100 pounds. Wow. They didn't feed him, they kept him in camps, they kept him, like, starving until basically they died. Yeah. Um, the part of, I mean, not to get, like, too, like, you know, political and everything, but the part of uh, Yugoslavia at the time, which is now Serbia, those people wanted to kind of rule the whole country. Yeah. And obviously there was a lot of, like, backlash and fighting and back and forth, and that's where, like, the war kind of broke apart and the different countries sort of separated. Yeah. So. Is, so is your dad still around? Or? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. still around. Yeah, he's he's alive and well. He He's doing good. Is he a hardcore dude? Dude, yeah. He's the reason why I am who I am today. Yeah? Yeah, man. So, and now, are, are your parents still together? Yeah. 
Okay. What about your mom? What is she like? What'd she have to go through? So she got here um, just before things got bad. She came here with her mom um, and she came here a little bit younger. So uh, she was fine. She kind of like got through everything without any issues. And, yeah. Yeah. Now, is there like a Bosnian community? Like we have a lot of Polish that work mm -hmm. here. I'd say 30, 40% of my company is Polish right now. Cool. And they have like a community. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not obviously a specific area that they all live, but it's a very tight uh, a very tight community that their their culture has very tight knit family and and uh, very hard workers is is yeah. Bo the Bosnians is that is there a large presence in Chicago is yeah I would say um, the Bosnian community is very closely like knit packed yeah um, I'd say the biggest community is probably or like the biggest area I would say is the northwest side um, some parts of the suburbs like uh, Desplaines and like Skokie yeah but for the most part like yeah I mean it's it's a, it definitely it's small I think St. Louis and Chicago are the biggest cities in the United States that uh, have Bosnians in them. Now, I'm going to do what I did for the Albanian and Armenian. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to look up cool facts about <laughs> Bosnia. Yeah. And I'm going to vet them with you and see if they're true or not. Cool. And you Let's can chime in, uh, chime in too, Kanan, if these aren't these aren't cool. We'll see who's better yeah. at the facts. I guess while you're pulling that up, you said your mom was from... Uh, so she's not, she's not, you know, I don't think any American probably you talk to and they're like, oh yeah, no. Like I could imagine that was probably three generations mm -hmm. ago, Scotland and okay, gotcha. Czechoslovakia. Cool, so cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's probably three, three parents, grandparents out. But um, the name Bosnia comes from the Indo-Germanic word Bazana, which means water. Does that ring a bell? That is beyond my time. Does that look like a picture in Bosnia? Probably. Yeah, so that's that's Mostar. So that uh that bridge right there, that's actually where so his aunt actually works on that bridge. She has like her own shop. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's I was a, like, is he okay? Yeah, like, yeah. no, no, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> We got some people here that talk about jump display. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really famous one of the most famous uh like landmarks in Bosnia that uh Red Bull actually hosts events there. Yeah. Um like diving well, events. So. What's the what's the political state of the is it a, is it a nation? What what is how how is Bosnia operating currently? I think it's democracy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Do the, you guys have family and go back? The Polish go back once yeah. a year. I haven't been, dude. I haven't. I need to go. It sounds bad, but I haven't been in Bosnia since I was like young, like yeah, like ten, twelve, maybe. Same. Yeah. Now, is it safe to go? Can you travel in and out yeah. even as a tourist? Anymore? Yeah. Or is it easy to pick out? Uh, can you can you guys speak Bosnia? Yeah. Okay. Fluent, yeah. Now, would it be easy? Because I always hear um, from from individuals, I haven't been to Europe, but from from my friends that travel to Europe, they'll say the natives say it's very easy to pick out the Americans. So like, yeah. would it be easy to pick out the Americans in Bosnia? Yeah, it's actually, it'd be even easy to pick out us, even though, because we're like more Americanized. Yeah. Um, so like, even if I go over there, they'll know like, yeah, this guy's Bosnian, but he's American. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's right next to Croatia, so... You know, if you have an idea where Croatia is, it's they share the same border, they yeah. share the borderline, and they share part of the uh, Croatia. Pretty much takes most of the. Uh, is that turtle going? Nuts? What yeah. is it doing? <laughs> Headbutting and I was like, sometimes he eats the carpet and it, yeah. it annoys me because I don't know if he's. Dude, the fact survive. that you have a pet turtle is insane. It's massive too, <laughs> and you just see things shake. I hate when it's out in the office because it'll knock things over. That's so. Funny. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Sergevo yeah, hosted so the Olympic Games in 1984. These games were special because it was the first time that a socialist country hosted the Olympic Games. The organizers took full advantage of this opportunity, which resulted in many sports facilities built at the time. So it yeah. says here, socialist country. Is this still true to this day? I don't know. Not anymore. I don't no. think it is. I, Dude, honestly, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, not the, the best, the best with, yeah. uh, with history, but I don't think, I'm pretty sure it's more of a democ uh, democracy now. 
So it says here, uh, public transport were pulled by animals, mostly horses, but mules were also yeah. used, which were, this was uh, from 1885 and on, which were usually harnessed in groups of two in front of the wagons. 11 years later, Sarajevo was the first city in Europe to have a fully electric tram line, which I imagine is there a lot of trains. Yeah, so, I mean, so-so. Bosnia is very hilly and mountain-like. Mountain yeah. um, it's it's developed now, like, compared to how it was, obviously. Same thing with, like, America, you know, like, now yeah. we, you know, but, like... It says you guys are 10th in the world for coffee consumption. <laughs> you guys like coffee? Dude, if you go to Bosnia, the only thing that people eat for breakfast is uh, is coffee and cigs. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, bro. I had an older man, I need to ask, he just, he just started selling insurance in my company. He's 85, and... I can tell he's got a thick European accent. I just can't identify which one. Yeah. But he said, he gave me a water bottle. He's like, I've been trying to drink more water, brother. And I'm like, he's not Russian. I just add the brother to any European accent. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, but and, and he's like, I start my day and I'll drink all day with coffee and I go to bed with scotch. And I'm like, this dude's 85. He's got to be Eastern European. I'm like, it has to be, yeah. Well, we were drinking water, working out eight times a day and I yeah. get sick once a month and I'm like, this dude's like, I start my day with coffee, I end the day with scotch. Yeah. Like, dog, I, <laughs> I'm yeah, trying I think, to drink a gallon yeah, of water a day. That's, uh, I think, like, I, I have that same issue where it's like my cousins and like family in Bosnia like don't get sick, and all they do is like drink and smoke cigs and yeah. shit. And I'm over here like, yeah, same thing, like worrying about my health all day, drinking like two gallons of water, yeah, a gallon I'm of water. To get water down. <laughs> talking to, should I do this? Should I do that? The Sarajevo Clock Tower is a historical heritage site, and it's considered the only public clock in the world that measures lunar time, which I have no idea what that is. Maybe some moon time or something. But uh, this, this clock tower, is it dope? So in Sarajevo, it's, uh, I mean... That's how you say it. No, yeah, Sarajevo. That's, Sarajevo. Uh, I guess, with the Bosnian yeah, pronunciation. Yeah. I mean, Sarajevo in English is, yeah. But it's yeah. Right. Um, I, like, I've never been there, so I'm, yeah. not, I'm not too sure. Yeah, My parents are from the northwest side and the east side. It says here that Bosnia and is it? How do you pronounce Bosnia from a like an actual Bosnian? How would they? Uh, you would just take the I out, so it'd be Bosna. Bosna. Yeah. And what about Herzegovina? Yeah, you got a good Herzegovina or Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Yeah. Is yeah. the uh, so between these two is the country that has more water waterfalls than Italy, France, and Germany combined. That's got to be beautiful. Are these Sounds places right. look legit? Yeah, yeah, that looks that looks right, man. Yeah. That looks beautiful, dude. This looks like a beautiful place to go. I don't know why people all go to Italy. This looks even better. Yeah, I mean, Eastern Europe in general, all of it is, is beautiful. I mean, you go to Croatia, you go to Macedonia. Oh, my goodness. And this looks areas. beautiful. Yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah, it's. I think Bosnian food is, like, really unique. Um, yeah, let's talk about that, you too. Could, you could look it up. So these. you could find, like, uh, I mean, the most common Bosnian food, which is, like, the comfort food, is uh, Cevapi. So that's C-E-V-A-P-I. It's basically, like, beef and lamb sausages um, with, like, Sounds so with like good. a butter sour buttery sour cream and and bread. Ask her what I eat all the time. All I eat is like lamb and sausage. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally all I eat. Yeah, you'd like it, man. There's actually um, there's a Bosna grill. That's not. I mean, it's not that close, but not too far from here. Ooh, baklava. Baklava. Yeah, I think. I don't know what it is because yeah. we as Americans, I think we just associate baklava with Greeks. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that is a that just pretty much spread like mm -hmm. that flaky yeah. bread with like a caramelized <laughs> sugar. Like that's just a, a typical like a European pastry. Yeah, that's that's really big, especially during um, especially during like holidays. Like that's like what uh, families usually make is like baklava. Blah, 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 There's yeah. also another thing called like um, I don't even know how to say it in English, but like like um, yeah. <laughs> it's basically like similar to baklava, but it's more just like doughy. Doughy. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. I uh, 
I think, I don't know, I think uh, between the Scottish and Irish, German, whatever, on my mom's side, we grew up on a lot of kielbasa and sauerkraut. Yeah. Now, the Polish call it kielbasa or something. Yeah, kielbasa um, and Bosnian. Yeah, yeah. So I, and I, I figured that was just like a Scottish, Irish, German thing. But mm-hmm. again, I, I'm noticing a lot of the European countries, the sauerkraut, the kielbasa, whatever. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, pierogies. Pierogies are uh, are Polish. Yeah, so we yeah, smash that's... we'd smash pierogies growing up. Yeah, you know between between those three things. But I remember having that. <laughs> I felt like once a month we were having sauerkraut and you know what I mean. Yeah, Kibasha, for sure. So yeah, there's there's certain things that you could like that you'll know is native to like certain countries, but a lot of it is like a melting pot almost, where it's yeah. like kind of been globalized and spread what, apart. What what's your favorite what's your favorite dish from from Bosnia or from maybe even your mom still cooks? Yeah, probably pita. Pita, which is um. It's essentially, it's between pita or chapati, like I mentioned with the with the uh, yeah. lamb and like yes, yeah, yes. like the sausages. But pita essentially, there you can make it a couple different ways. It's the same base concept. It's basically like a a meat pie or like a yeah. cheese pie or whatever it may be. But it's like you eat it as a as dinner yeah. or lunch. Um, essentially, you take some dough, spread it out on a table, and then you have whatever top like whatever you want to have in the uh, pie. You, put, you in put inside. You wrap the dough over it, throw cut it around it, you know, wrap it into a little. Yeah, pie and throw it in the oven. Yeah, it's like a chicken pot pie. Yeah, American. kind of, sort of. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a fancier, cooler, healthier sounding version. <laughs> yeah, now, I, mean, I use his oils, but yeah, for sure. Now, I know you guys haven't been back in a while, but I, mm-hmm. I'm always so curious, and I, we're gonna get over there soon. I don't know where, when, but um, the the consumption of food. Like when I go to Mexico and eat food, I definitely don't feel better. Yeah, you know no. I mean? <laughs> but I always hear you go to Europe and like you're going to eat food and not gain weight and mm-hmm. you're going to feel great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is this true from your friends and family in the most recent years? Yeah. So our, our buddy, Alden, the one who's actually going to be working uh, with you or yeah. working for you, whatever you want to say. I like to um, say with. Yeah. Work, yeah <laughs> working like with sounds yeah, less, less, like uh, with. less friction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Alden, he just came back from Bosnia. Actually, he was telling me he was eating like, like a pig out there. Just like chicken and like a bunch of meat, a bunch of like even chocolate, like yeah. sweets and he lost weight. Yeah, and he's he's a bit of a heftier dude. Like he's heavier, but he's lost weight. Like eating like if you were to eat that here, he'd gain. <laughs> Brother, you'll not believe this. I work out. I do a lot of jujitsu, and uh, yeah, they're they are bored. I think they're they're Kyrgyzstanian, so I know mm-hmm. it's some type of Russian. But I just add brother to everything. I'm pretty, yeah, yeah. Any European, I'm just, I'm adding brother. So <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, um, yeah, those Russians, man, they're crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I hate doing it with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Have you been here? Let's see. No, you're good, brother. So that's I haven't been there. No, I haven't been there. That's near Mostar, though, which is basically near the bridge that you were at looking at earlier. That looks sweet. That I haven't been to. No. I'm gonna try for you guys. Meju Gorge. Yeah. Ring a bell. Doesn't even know it's, what I'm talking about. It's like about. a statue of like a. I don't Christian, even know who's the statue. With Christian of? pilgrims, millions of pilgrims have vi- been visiting the place since 1981, when a small group of young people in this village started to announce that the Holy Virgin had appeared to them. It's yeah. a small town. With like a Holy Virgin um, yeah. monument. Yeah. So the cool thing with Bosnia is that the the country is predominantly Muslim, right? So I'm Muslim. Yeah. Kenan's Muslim. We're okay. Um, but the I mean, obviously, it's again, I think Islam is like is a very very respectful religion. Yeah. Um, definitely. You know, I feel like American media probably. Gets I, it. Well, no, I I watch a lot. I watch Patrick David. I don't know okay. if you watch him yeah. as well, and he'll yeah. do religious podcasts. They don't have obviously right now the there's a massive polarity difference between uh you know is at least media mm-hmm. portrays it that way sure, between yeah. the islamic and christian beliefs but he'll have different individuals on i would say 30 percent of my company right now is probably uh muslim you yeah, know what i mean so sure. and i try to incorporate 
their beliefs, but simultaneously I try to understand is as well. You know what I mean? Coming from a very strong Christian faith, mm-hmm. I like to understand their ways opposed to mm-hmm. allowing media to create fear mongering and then yeah. to just completely deceive for sure. or, or create these disillusions for for us in general. So for sure, and yeah. I've had a lot of individuals on, and we've talked, you know, from Palestine and different beliefs and certain things like that and different perspectives. So it's really cool to to get people on and, and see how it all operates from a, from a genuine person opposed to yeah. here's what the CNN said. Yeah, so the cool thing with uh, with Bosnia on that, they hold the, um, I think, man, I could be wrong on this, but they hold the oldest, I believe, uh, Bible in the wow. world. It's yeah. in Bosnia. It's in the museum. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think, during, man, back in the day when there was like, um, I forgot what uh, emperor it was, but there was like, because that area or that part of Europe is like, it's like almost like obviously it's Eastern Europe, but that's where like a lot of uh, emperors were going through and whatnot yeah. and uh, fights and wars back then. Yeah. And I know that like obvi- like I said, obviously it's I th- dude, it's probably like ninety percent Muslim maybe the country. Yeah. And uh, the you know the fact that you know they still like respect all religions and like they have the oldest Bible thing in the world. That's insane. Yeah. So and it's in the museum and I know <laughs> I know there was like uh, obviously or maybe it's actually you know what I don't think it's the Bible. I'm wrong. I think it's the Torah. Yeah, the oldest Torah, so like the the Jewish. Uh, yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. So that I think that's what it is. Yeah, the oldest Torah in the world, um, ever to be you know to exist. So very cool. Sidetrack back into these weird facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I this has just been hitting me. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. it says here you guys have a rainforest, Percusia, Percusica. Probably, but I'm not familiar with that. A rainforest. Let's see, we're located in Bosnia Herzegovina near the border of Montenegro. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's on. That's on the other end, other side of. Uh, that's sweet. It says they have a rainforest, Perkushika or whatever it is, is located in Bajna and yeah. Herzegovina near the um, border with Montenegro and is part of the Sajeska National Park. It's also the home to the tallest Norwegian fir tree, which is 63 meters high. What is it? Three feet and a meter, roughly? Two and a half yeah, three three, feet? And yeah, a meter? three feet is one meter, roughly. So what is that, like 180 foot high tree? That's massive. 1952, this forest area was declared a site to be scientifically researched and studied. It extends over 1,200 hectares. I wonder if that's kind of like miles. Yeah. <laughs> kilometers, who knows? Um, let's see here. Yeah, a lot of those facts I'm not even familiar with, so that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, these seem like a little more historical opposed to like pop. Um, the next thing you want to get into is like who are cool, famous people that have come out of Bosnia. I feel like there's got to be a UFC... Bosnia. Oh, I mean, there's Mirsad Bektic. He was, uh, he's not, I mean, he was a fighter. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't too big, but he had his, like, he had a good run, like, a few years ago before, I think, like, right before COVID. Let me see here. Fame. Yeah. Let's look up. Fame. Andrew Tate's uh, coach is, is Bosnian, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Fame is Bosnian. You know, I'm curious if, I mean, I don't even want to go in, get into it, but I know Andrew Tate converted to Islam. I wonder if his coach had an influence on that because he's Bosnian. Yeah. So maybe. I don't know. I can't recognize some of these. Hopefully they kill out the dead space of me searching up Bosnians. That's fine. No, I don't care at all, bro. Yeah. No, no, literally no. It doesn't matter. Do you know any Bosnians that stand out? They're famous, man. Looks like you guys have some 
some uh, famous football players, Eden Zeko. Oh yeah, so me and him share the same name. He's really big. He's uh, is that? Did I pronounce it right again? Yeah, or I mean, I say Adin. Adin. Yeah, Adin. but I know. I mean, there's a lot of Adins or Eden. They say yeah. Eden as well. So kind of just Eden. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he's he's really big actually. He's like, I mean, he's played at Milan. He's played at uh, Roma. He's played at yeah. you know Manchester City. So like, he's, he's been he's been everywhere. He actually yeah. did he. I don't know. He's played a couple. He's played a lot of teams. He's been really good at every team he's played. Have you at, heard so. of Gavrilo Princip? No. He's Not like he's some historical figure. That was the assassinator of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Oh yeah, so I know that because so in the I think that was like in the, I mean it was in the ninth. Yeah, this was. This dude was born in eighteen ninety four, so yeah, it had to have been early. Like in the forties, I would imagine. Yeah, he uh, Arc so Arc France Arc whatever his name is um, Ferdinand. He was like the whatever you want to call it, chancellor or whatever of the area, he got actually assassinated in Sarajevo. Yeah. So I know that's like a historical event that happened. Was he like a evil figure over no, I Bosnia? Think, or? No, he wasn't. I don't think he was anything bad. I think he was, man, I'm not even sure. We'd have to search that up. Our, he was the guy. So I think what happened was that was a story. It's actually a pretty famous story where when he got assassinated, the person who killed him um, was Serbian. And he, which is a neighboring country. That's yeah. the yeah neighboring country. So... I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was Serbian, and the guy tried to commit suicide like four or five different ways right away after killing the uh, yeah the Archduke or whatever you want to call. Him. I don't know what his you know I don't know what his yeah. title was, um, but he failed to kill himself all four times. Like he drank some poison, which was expired, didn't die. Tried drowning himself in a river, the river was too shallow, didn't die. Tried to like jump off the bridge to get into the river, didn't die. So like he tried to commit suicide after making wow. the, you know, and it was like a it was like a it's a kind of funny story that's yeah uh, that's, that's nuts yeah. Miralem Pjanic. Yeah, Pjanic. So Pjanic. He's, uh, he's just another soccer player. Really good. Um, I think he's my... I mean, hey, you guys have a massive basketball player. I think he would call it like Joseph. Joseph Nurkic. Nurkic. Yeah. yeah. Nurkic, is, are you into basketball? Not really. Okay. He's seven foot. Yeah, he just got traded to the Suns. Um, yeah. Yeah, very cool down-to-earth Bosnian guy. Um, Alija Zdebojevic. Not sure who that First is. First president of Bosnia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I should probably know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying. To, I mean, I feel like yeah. When it comes to like at or like famous figures, most of them are probably athletes. Yeah, this dude says your most famous filmmaker, Emir Kusturska. Probably uh, not too into uh. Yeah. Into like the film industry. The Bosnian movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think Bosnia is most known for um, it's historical events yeah the significance of the country like in the area that it's in because it's a pretty like historic like there's a lot of history that's gone on in the country <laughs> and uh bless you thank you um and yeah it's more for, it's that's what it's more known so like for its landmarks and for its historical events dope yeah. you, seed kalsanic what's up sahid sahid oh kalashi nuts <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh he's a soccer player he's a defender let's go yeah dope well, sure. A lot of preface on maybe a little, little more than I typically do, but I, I really get interested in uh, cultures and you know where people are from and how that all operates and things like Hell that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. So, into growing up, what was growing up for you like? Yeah, man. Um, so obviously born and raised in, in Chicago. Um, kind of grew up playing sports my whole life. I, uh, I grew up in a household with uh, my cousins, my uncle. So my brother, my sorry, my dad and my uncle are twin brothers. Um, we all grew up in the same household. So first floor, second floor basement. And, uh, it was just like, it was me, my mom, my sister, 
and then it was my two cousins and then uh and an uncle on the first floor so it was like you know kind of a, a big like we yeah. all came together so it was you know i mean that's kind of i've always been like family oriented growing up yeah um and then super sports oriented uh school was like i mean school was there i guess but yeah like a chore <laughs> yeah i didn't i wasn't i was good in school but i was like i didn't really it didn't really like i didn't resonate with it to be honest with yeah. you that's kind of why you know me and Kenan started our own business to be honest because um you know growing up i played sports my whole life played soccer played volleyball played basketball um started playing golf so i've dude i've loved sports yeah. like i've played almost everything i used to do karate growing up which is whatever i um my dad grew up uh doing judo mm -hmm. so like just super sports oriented family but then when i got to you know when i got to college i was like kind of stopped playing sports because i was more focused on like academics i guess trying yeah. to get my degree um got my degree in finance and then after after that i was like i got my I basically i worked at jp morgan um corporate of chase and I did that for about a year and a half. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I kind of like hated it. And I quit my job this year. Um, and I've been doing business ever since. So now, how long have you guys known each other? For, yeah, so we were kids, yeah. man. Grew up, yeah. Grew up together. Like here you guys met? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so through Alden, our cousin. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's like my cousin. He's his cousin. We're not related, but like kind of like through him, we, yeah. you know, his parents would be at Alden's house. My parents would be at Alden's house growing up. And then. We would tag along and then we just became friends. What's Alden do? Alden, right now, I mean, he's working with you. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> he uh, he's been in sales his whole life. He's um, he was a car salesman for a long time, and he lives in Des Plaines. But What's yeah, the Bosnian no. flag look like on my wall? It's uh, I'm about to look this. Yeah, up. There's, there's been. I I love countries so much. I take I I admire individuals that take a lot of pride in their country. Yeah. And then I, I always try to highlight that in regard to when I speak and, and try to inspire other individuals. And I'm like, yeah. listen, you, you have to bring honor to your family. If they left, they left their, their country to come to another country. Mm -hmm. Obviously something horrible had to transpire. Yeah. Cause nobody leaves their, their country. You know what I mean? Yeah, like dude. It takes a tremendous amount of pain and sacrifice and just overall internal turmoil for you to be forced out of your country. And, and you never lose that pride and respect for your country. So I always mm -hmm. admire that. And I try to incorporate that into really into my small circle of like honoring America, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Being a native to America and making sure we're doing so. Cause I take a lot of, I take a lot of consideration of the immigrants that I've learned from over the last few years. I love the really tight family units that you guys have. It's inspired mm -hmm. me to, you know, want to essentially move my mom, like no 25 year olds, like, Hey, I want to move my mom in with me. But I'm like, yeah, I see all these, Albanians, the Polish, and it's like if this tight family core, yeah. and it's they keep the mom there, and the mom, yeah, the grandma lives the with the mom, you, yeah. yeah, and it's like family dinner, mm -hmm. she cooks, she cleans, yeah. you know what I mean, Super helps out the house, but you don't, your mom don't work, you know what I mean, you yeah. take care of the mom, so it's like, yeah, man, I'm thinking to myself, like I don't know why as Americans we separate and we divide, and then we put our parents in homes and let them fade away. My mom's young, she's not going at home or anything. Yeah, like, I could get, <laughs> I, I, uh, I have my own reasons on like that. It's super like, what are your thoughts? So. Man, I'm gonna get like super, uh, cons not conspiracy, but like I don't even know conspiracy, political, I, I you know, whatever. Conspiracies it is. are invalid. You know what I mean? You yeah. see all these memes. After a while, maybe they were conspiracies four or five years ago, but yeah. there's so many factual things that have lined up. Now they're just like yeah. Facts. So <laughs> I think, I think America does a good job of trying to separate um, the parents from the kids because yeah. they want the kids to grow up in an educational, like they want them to like educate the kids america yeah. Yeah, i feel like wants to educate the kids versus yeah. having the parents do it obviously back in bosnia your parents are the ones that are 
pretty much educate. I mean, they go to school, but like yeah. the education system and the parents' um, ideas and and views are, are are the same. Yeah, they're aligned. Exactly, they're aligned. Yeah, and in America, I think it's like at least if you're in a tr- or from a traditional family, it's almost like opposite. Yeah, and uh, they kind of you know America kind of raises you and. Um, educates you to become a nine-to-five worker i think i would not put my kids in a public school system right now yeah. you know what i mean exactly and i always tell this to individuals especially this is another thing i try to incorporate into my belief mm-hmm. is very rarely it doesn't make islam i think sometimes would will get classified or labeled as an extreme mm-hmm. group for sure yeah because in my opinion they don't take disrespect yeah to their beliefs and then and we live in a day and age where if you don't accept someone disrespecting you, yeah, then you are a terrorist. You are a yeah. extreme group. You're a hateful individual or like some type mm-hmm. of proud individual, like to the extent of like proud boys or different things like that. And so it's like um, I try to think to myself of like there's no way and I'm just I'm just speaking in regard to facts that have been displayed on the news. Yeah, there's no way that I've seen some of these churches, uh, Christian churches that will incorporate you know, inclusivity, I'll, I'll leave it as simple as that. Mm-hmm. That's not happening in a mosque. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, I agree. There's no way they would tolerate that. And then yeah. due to the lack of toleration, now you're an extreme group and you're, yep. you guys are, ter- it's, it's, you yeah, it's hateful individuals. And I, I think it, it bleeds into every aspect. And that, that's where I go back to as an American. Now I'm looking for Eastern inspiration mm-hmm. to instill into my family above, below the future, whatever it might be in my small circle of like, We've got to take America back before we're in a situation, respectfully, mm-hmm. where we're leaving like our Bosnia. You yeah, know what man. I mean? Because there's some type of civil war. Yeah. And that's what these things lead to. When you have a divide in a country, it's like it's the simple parable that we've all heard. A, a house divided falls and a house united stands. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I resonate with that a lot. I think uh, it's actually really cool that you kind of like have you're able to see like an aerial view of how things are panned out and, you know, have your own ideas and how you want to like live your life and yeah. you know raise your family and whatnot um it's really cool but yeah i definitely agree with you i mean islam doesn't really take it's the only religion i don't i don't want to say the only religion but it's one of the only religions that like i feel like doesn't get this disres- there's a very united you yeah know what i mean like it's not watered down mm-hmm. where it's like i think christianity i think has almost become like an Instagram badge, it's sad you know to what see, I mean? Man. Like it's I, just, I hate it. It's it's something where it's like you just wear it and and do it to say it because yeah. it looks good for Instagram. You know what yeah, I mean? man, I agree. And and I just pray whatever you know every everyone's beliefs are that if you're gonna believe something that you represent it wholly. It would almost be like mm-hmm. having a wife wearing the ring, but like it just being a joke and me like just kissing on other girls all mm-hmm. the time. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. when you're committed. To, to a belief system, be fully committed, you know what I mean? Or just divorce it, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, there's no there's no way I would allow a man to be in my close circle and have a actual wife ring and then just blatantly, you know what I mean? Or I wouldn't honor that man right, either. Even if yeah. he's a good friend with me, like I've got, I've got friends that, you know, I probably don't respect the most when mm-hmm. it comes to, you know, their For relationships. Sure. Yeah, no. But I don't, I, I make sure they know. Yeah. I, there's no honor or respect for, you know what I mean? Your carelessness and and yeah. and how you're treating females, because that's not a that's not a good man in my in my belief, right? So yeah, yeah but no, I believe I that in every aspect of business, you know, your religious beliefs and things like that. Like, don't be don't be in for lack of better words, don't be a hoe in, <laughs> in business and yeah. your beliefs in life. So yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, I I take the approach in life where I do everything um 
I don't treat things differently in life. Like if I'm the way I run my business is the way I approach everything in life, you yeah. know, with family, the way I run my family, you know, all that stuff. So which is with respect, with integrity. Um, you know, one of my go-to lines whenever we're on a sales call, whenever I'm on a sales call, is like, I'm here, I'm doing I'm in this business to build strong relationships and you know, with integrity. I'm not here to waste anybody's time, you know, waste anybody's money. Yeah. Same thing with any, you know, any any situation in life. So yeah. That was my opening line in life insurance. It was I'd knock on the door because I was a door door and I would I yeah. would already have a preset appointment. I'd say, I'm Tristan Ross with American Income Life, Local 277. I got your benefits package. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and sit at your dining table. If your wife's ready, we're gonna get this knocked out. If you don't mind, I'm gonna get through this as quickly as possible. Uh-huh. That way you don't have any questions. Uh, if you do have any questions, just stop me, knock me on the head, whatever it might be. But I'd tell them right away, like, listen, I wanna get through this as quickly as possible. I wanna mm-hmm. save you time and and save me time and get to the next individual. So I'd, I'd rip through it and let them know, like, we're safe time, I'm gonna be you know, up front, and then I'd make them laugh and say, just slap me in the head if I'm, <laughs> if I don't make sense or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. They'd start laughing. So. Yeah, man, that's the way to do it. But yeah, I mean, like kind of just touching back on the whole like religion thing, I, I think it's sad to see um, how like at least America, I don't I don't think other countries are really doing it per se, but at least like how America's res- like, there's not much respect with Christianity. And it's, it's sad to see, I hate to see it. It's like they, it's almost like mocking Jesus or mocking like certain, you know, figures in, in the, in the religion. And I know, although it doesn't happen in Islam, just because I'm not sure exactly why, but Islam doesn't really get disrespected. I think because, like, like you mentioned, it's just very like neatly packed, and and um, the religion, like, I mean, people that are Muslim really like stand up for it. Like they, yeah. you know, there's a lot of respect for it. So like, if you respect your religion at you know at utmost, then you won't take disrespect on it either. Yeah. And it, it, like I said, it's kind of sad to see like how Christianity nowadays is somewhat getting disrespected. Like. You know, I could give like many examples, but like you'll see, like if you go to Chicago, is very liberal, and um, it's just like obviously I don't have anything against any community or anybody. I treat everybody with respect, but like when you have a shirt that says stuff like where you know Jesus is gay, like it's disrespecting the religion on a different level, and it's you know it's kind of sad to see, but yeah, you know it is what it is. No, I agree. Yeah, and I think there's an attack specifically on America mm-hmm. and then American Christianity. I can, yeah, I feel like we're being highlighted more so mm-hmm. of of a, an attack that's being planted internally seed wise like our leaders are just corrupt so it's like yeah. where where there's corruption in leadership the yeah. apple doesn't fall f- far from the tree yeah, you know man, what i mean I so agree. The, that corruption is this infectious disease that has started at the core of our leadership and so if 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 we want to change we would need to do like a, you know watching the fall of the roman empire yeah we would need to <laughs> we would need to in a sense, quote unquote, have this Julius Caesar moment. And if you're familiar with how Julius Caesar was replaced, the mm-hmm. Senate gathered, had him in for a meeting, and they all stabbed him. You yeah. know what I mean? Now I'm not yeah. obviously saying anything yeah, yeah. like that, but I'm I'm obviously in, in regards slate. to leadership, it needs to be a fresh slate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It needs to be individuals with strong principles and beliefs. And that would turn around the the attack very quickly uh in regard to our beliefs and our systems and our our nation in general. And I, I don't think it's complex i don't think it's complicated i think i think the political system every political system should be merit-based mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you see these individuals that'll have like six-figure salaries or low seven-figure salaries and they'll retire with a mass amount of wealth and mm-hmm. they didn't do anything significant when it comes to business development or anything like yeah. that like a nancy pelosi or you'll just hear these weird stories and it's like none of these individuals should get compensated for anything outside of did you bring growth to a community? Yeah, man. If not, you don't get compensated. If anything, if you didn't bring growth, you get punished. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
You it's owe corrupt, us money. Man. You know it's, what I mean? Like when yeah. when did we get to tax you? The people's tax. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah, and, dude, it's it's corrupt. And I mean, it is what it is. That's kind of like going back to like the whole, you know, growing, you know, raising your kids in a public school and yeah. like, you know, the, the wife being separated and all that stuff. And I've met like, many parents yeah. that say they're pulling their children from school, even yeah. in Illinois. And typically from Illinois, I get, yeah. you know, liberal vibes and everybody is like, ah, I don't care what happens. And yeah. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it, you very quickly. You can tell like who's an immigrant and who's not. I've not met yeah. one immigrant that is politically associated with liberalism. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because they know what socialism leads to. Yeah. You know what I mean? At yeah. first, it's a great idea. Everybody's going to have equal, <laughs> equal access yeah. and fair opportunity. And then it you very the quickly evolves yeah. into communism. And like, where did this come from? Like, surprise. Yeah man. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. And that's, you hit it right on the nail. Like it's, I, I don't, I think both extremes of both sides of politics are not good, but it's like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, especially well in Chicago, you don't see much of the, the right extremist side. No. You definitely see the left extremist side, but yeah, I mean, I, I think anything, too much of anything, too too much I agree. to an extreme of anything is not good. I've so. been telling my mom that. She'd be telling me to eat more vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, listen, too much is bad. Yeah, man. <laughs> so. For sure, dude. Yeah. <laughs> looking at them facts. I was just looking at this. So my phone blew up. <laughs> they sent a bunch of texts. One of these kids left our uh, group chat and everybody's going nuts. I know I'm going to get a call about it. So I'm excited because this is a funny kid. So I have no idea what happened, but he's also can be a pain in my butt. So yeah. So what um I guess with your with your business um, I know a little bit obviously about yeah. it, but like, kind of I wanted to know like obviously I kind of told you you know born and raised in Chicago kind of told you my, my yeah. whereabouts. I kind of want to know where you're. Yeah. You know, give me your story. I yeah, don't know yeah. your. I don't know. It's for everybody. I guess for people watching. I don't, yeah. You know. No, I was uh, born and raised. We were born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. We're four years and a day apart. Cool. Parents split up when we were six, moved back with my mom. We lived up there with my grandparents, her parents, mm -hmm. for a couple months. She went away and technically on paper for a year or so, but through the court system, everything like that, through mm -hmm. um, the parental, what is it, the custody court, Yeah, it cost us about two years away from mom for the first time, and then I think we probably got back with her nine nine or ten for me so it would have been six for her roughly mm -hmm. and we spent that year and a half with my dad and had some good seeds planted there my dad was a really hardcore dude yeah um when i look back you know I'm, I'm grateful for the things that he was a hard like hardcore like there was losing was never an option like yeah there was no like we don't watch cartoons we watch 300 you know yeah what I mean? yeah so for he's sure like real hardcore and I could he drank a lot, you know what I mean. So definitely scarred me a little bit because he was, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. He drank and get a little, little abusive. But I, I, I don't think as bad as like other people have had it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. I, mean, I saw my half brother get it once, real good. And you know what I mean. I, I look back and I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, I don't like to label. America would call it abuse. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I mean, the it, Spartans would call it like a, you know what I mean. Teaching like your children. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And probably even immigrants too. Like I bet, like yeah. they're not talking back to mom or anything like that. And, yeah. And, well, I, I don't know. You know, you can't just get drunk and just start smacking. I, I, it may be tough, though. So I get For torn sure. between it because I'm like, when I have a son, it's like, I'm not a drinker, but it's like, you know, maybe I just need to punch him a couple times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, One, dude. Like once a month. You know what I mean? For sure. I, mean, my, I don't my, know. Like, what would you rather have? A soft son yeah. or a hardcore, <laughs> like extreme? Yeah. You can have an extremely soft son. Hey, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Who comes in? Like, what would you pick? Yeah, no, you has, it has to be hard, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm going to pick the hard. So it's like, growing up, it's like, I, like, 
I, I don't know, I was conflicted. I was like, man, I, I almost had like this victim mindset. I'm like, man, I had this bad childhood. You know, my sister always told me to shut up and stop saying it was that bad. So like I, yeah. you know, I, I uh, try to in incorporate that perspective of like, well, what was good about it? Well, man, it made me, I got rich. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's, there's some things in there that, that made me very tough. She's extremely valuable as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Brings a lot of value to the business and has phenomenal wisdom and knowledge. So it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe what we went through was a blessing more so than, uh, oh, we had American poverty or, yeah. you know, our dad was abusive. So, um, that was a period of life. I wrestled. I did every sport with him. You yeah. know, there was no non-sports. And then transitioning back, he went away. And then when we moved back to PA, finally stayed with my grandparents for a couple of years. Moved. We upgraded to a little. I, I just call it like a little white trash apartment. You would have to agree about that. It was a little bit of. How long was our grandparents? One year. Yeah. Okay. One year with grandparents. Couple years. Two three years in the apartments, and then. By 14, I think, was it when I was 14 or 15, did we get, get into a little house? Yeah, so I was 14, mm -hmm. 15. We finally got into a little house. Here? Shout out my mom. No, that was Pennsylvania. Okay. So Arkansas to Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And um, so she, she would work 24-7. We would not see her that much. So yeah. I basically raised her. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> I could braid hair. I could braid hair. I could braid hair. So that's funny. Um, I would just make brownie batter and icing, and that would be our dinners. For you know what I mean, and we would. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, man, it was it was a little hardcore. You know, it wasn't too crazy. But food stamps and the food bank lines and yeah, things man. like that. But I look back, it was always fun. We were always laughing and yeah. eating donuts and things like that. So, but it, I hated once I started getting older. I don't know if she hated it as much as me, but I hated being like poor in the yeah. community because our friends were rich. Yeah, like I had a, my best friend was rich in the area, wealthy now, still wealthy and, and mm -hmm. you know, a great young man. But like I hated thinking like, man, dude, like, why can't we be rich? Like I thought yeah. it was like some type of genetic thing. Like, yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah, dude. I've noticed that the biggest um, similarities that I see between, you know, from successful people and um, is the, you know, you easily could have had a, like a victim mindset there. Yeah. You easily could have given in and just been like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, you like. You know, you pushed through it, you got through it, and, you know, knock on wood, you know, you've been super successful and you're going to stay yeah. successful. Um, and I've noticed that trend with successful people in general is that there has to be some struggles in life. Like, you have to go through some pain, some struggle, some sort of hardship to be able to get through it and then get, you know, become successful at a certain point. thousand percent. Yeah. No pain, no gain. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's something that, like, I mean, I live by because, of my, you know, my dad, you know, my pops was... Like I said, fucking 100 pounds at our yeah. age. It was just sticking. I actually, in fact, if you go on Google, go, go on Google, and you, if you type in um, Bosnian concentration camp, I promise you my dad will be within the first maybe 10 photos. He's wearing a green shirt. He's center photo. And he, he actually told me that he found that shirt um, and he wore it because he was embarrassed to uh, show how he looked because you will see the people around him. There's photos of people around him standing and everybody looks the same. Just skin and bones. Lee, is your Wi-Fi better than mine? Because we have a thousand people on our Wi-Fi, and for some reason it. I'll take a look here. Yeah, Man, my phone is not doing Wi-Fi right now. I'll find it here. Your Wi-Fi is better than mine right now. Um, I don't know. I'm on one L. I paid six thousand dollars for this Wi-Fi. <laughs> Can you believe they like? I didn't even know it got that expensive. Yeah, it's not loading for me either. I normally have always good connection, but I mean, we're in. This is what I would call like. We're far. <laughs> 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 have you um, have you thought about moving to like 
Chicago or like somewhere more uh, closer to the city? So when I became a friend, what did you Google? What did you Google? Bosnian concentration camp? Nah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. First in the first, uh, how many photos did you did it take? I didn't scroll very far. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's my goodness. pops, and that's that's where they were like kind of held that, hostage. That's what makes me so passionate, man. It's yeah. like, you know, I really had to shut up and check myself, and I, I guess you know God gave me my sister to help me do so because even on my come up to success, I can look back mm-hmm. being eighteen, nineteen, and really, really just egotistically and victimly, you know, embellishing my my story into mm-hmm. this this childhood fiction of pain that I grew up in that just really wasn't that painful. It was really a blessing, everything yeah. we went through. We had a tight family. Me, my mom, and sister are like this, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you know, like, it just, like, and especially, I, I don't know what infuriates me more, being an American and having a head start and having having the advantage of being blessed with some pain, mm-hmm. small fractional pain that I was able to endure. Yeah, yeah. And, and not giving my all every single day it motivates me to get up early, give my all to yeah. execute discipline to an extreme extent or seeing an immigrant come over here and, and to have a father like that or mm-hmm. a mother like that to go through real pain, yeah. real sacrifice, and then to, to just completely sham this opportunity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To come to this free country yeah, and, and to completely just dishonor their parents. I tell these, these young men and women as well, I tell raise your hand, are your parents from America? 30, 40% will go up. Yeah. 30, 40% of the hands will go up. You know what I mean? Not from America. I'm like, I guarantee you. Yeah. Probably 95% of them came here not because they like love this country so much more than theirs and their country was great, but they yeah. something horrible happened. For sure. Do not dishonor your mother and father yeah. by sleeping in, not waking up, not becoming better, becoming some disgusting slob. Not not accruing and amassing a significant amount of wealth where you can give back, give mm-hmm. your mother, your father the life that they deserve through enduring, through concentration camps, through, you know, religious terrorism, what whatever, being attacked from from individuals from the west to the east. And and it 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 burns inside of me to think of yeah. the individuals that that have come here and 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 to take into consideration, like, man, if if somebody were to completely, you know, just abolish that opportunity and and destroy it. It it's it disgusts me. You know yeah. what I mean? How would you do that to your mother or father? So I think it's such a, a massive motivational piece mm-hmm. that you guys have access to. That's a blessing and a curse because you don't wish that upon anybody. Yeah, you know. So I think yeah, that's, it, it uh, it's it, a beautiful thing. It lights a fire under my ass for sure. I uh, and what you know what I beat myself up over is the fact that I didn't get to it earlier. They didn't get to my dreams earlier. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I went to college. I was uh. I mean, I was okay in college. I wasn't really like partying. I wasn't really doing like that crazy shit. Yeah. You know, sure you have your fun here and there, um, but I, I I feel like I realized it late. At least, and I'm still young. You know, like I'm 24. Yeah. I turned 25 this year at the end of the year. Um, but there's guys, and I'll, I'll talk about our our uh, our group. It's like a it's called RSC, Relentless Success Club. Um, I'll talk about it in a second. But there's guys in the group that are 15, 16, making. You know, some of them making half a million dollars a month. Yeah. A month. And, you know, that that's like what, you know, that's not what motivated me, but that like relit the fire for me. I was yeah. like, yeah, I need to, I need to take this to the next level. I need to, you know, I need to, like you said, you know, make my parents proud. And Every aspect of your life as well. Yeah. Because a lot of these individuals, I'll respect 
having a having a better financial return than myself. Yeah. But then I'll look at, well, what about your physical life? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I read a lot of uh, philosophy and I think of Socrates saying, mm -hmm. what good does a man do in his life if he lives a full life and never experiences the full peak of, of his physical fitness? Yeah. But I, I personally elaborate on that and, and take it even further of like your physical, your financial, your mental, mm -hmm. like why would you not desire perfection or at least attempt to pursue perfection in your personal life, your physical life, in your financial life, your mental life, in, yeah. in every aspect of your life, I feel as if you're not pursuing that excellence, then again, you're disgracing not only yourself, your bloodline, mm -hmm. your name, your family, your mother, your father, it's dishonorable and it, it disgusts me. And, and that's something I try to convey to the young men, especially in my business, but just to people in general. Yeah. The, the right time is now, you know what I yeah. mean? Whether it's you're not tomorrow. 10 years old making a million dollars a month or you're 100 years old making a dollar a month, mm -hmm. pursue excellence. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that speaks volumes, man. I And that was what, uh, that was, I kind of had that realization because, um, so me and Kenan started our business January 1st this year. And, you know, knock on wood has been doing really well and I'm, I'm super grateful for it. And, you know, I was able to quit my job. Um, but I was kind of like, you know, phys like you said, mental, physical, all that stuff, I was pursuing it to the highest, utmost, like excellent level that I can get to and trying to get to the, you know, peak performance essentially. But where I felt like I was lacking was like financial. This was like, you know, two years ago when I graduated college and I started my job, corporate America, some people would think that that's amazing, you know, making whatever, let's say 70 to 100K a year. And I, for something for me just didn't stick. Like I was sitting in the office and looking around, everybody's kind of like complacent. Yeah. And, um, for me, I was like, you know, I'm going to the gym every day. I've been, I've been lifting weights for about like nine years mm -hmm. and I've been playing sports my whole life. And everything I always did was to be the best at it. And when I, when I was thinking about it, when I was finally out of college, I was like, okay, I got to take, like, look at this from an aerial view. And I was like, you know, like a third person point of view. And I was like, my financial, like the way like my business and, um, the way I see my future going at this rate, you know, at an office <laughs> nine to five is like, I don't want to be complacent. It's not who I've been my whole life. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not that like, like you said, being the best version of yourself in every regard, business, you know, physical, mental, all that stuff. And I feel like the other areas I was like, I was holding that standard. I was trying to, you know, try my best in every single regard. But then when it came to like, like financial part, I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to change things. I need to take this to the next level. So yeah, that was where my, where my motivation came from. That's fire. Yeah, man. That's fire. Now, <laughs> Let's get into more business. What is it that you and Kanan do? Yeah, so we run a, um, I mean, I don't really like calling it an SMMA business anymore, but it's a social media marketing agency. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah we, so we work with realtors uh, in the real estate. And I mean, we've we've explored different like niches, but we work with realtors um, and we're kind of like a marketing and consulting for yeah. a company for them. That's sweet. Yeah, so we help them with basically whether it be organic content on Instagram if they want to grow their following. Yeah. Um, you know, video editing, all that stuff. Or what we more focus on is basically like their A through Z handling of 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 their business. So the only thing they need to focus on close is closing the deal. I get them that deal. So yeah, you know the lead generation, the lead nurturing, the you know the fulfillment in the back end, um, you know all their operations, calling the leads, talking to leads, all that stuff, and then you know making sure that they actually show up for the for our, you know for our realtors. Yeah. So the realtors fire. kind of save a lot of time on their day. Fire. Yeah. That's fire. Um, Let's transition into what's your favorite movie? <laughs> Damn. I used to be big into movies uh, before, 
I mean, the, I feel like the typical answer is Wolf of Wall Street, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's one that comes to mind right away. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I don't really have like a favorite movie, but that one come that one came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? It's a. It it fluctuates between a lot, but I would say between Troy and uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Okay. So I like a lot of war movies. Three hundred's always up there, top five. Okay. Wolf of Wall Street, cliche. Yeah, very cliche. So, <laughs> Scarface. Yeah, yeah, that's up there as well. That's a given. So I have like, I have ten that are like number one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about it. What about, man, favorite movie? You have a favorite artist or music or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. If for me, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like music isn't the same how it used to be. Oh, I like Bro. old music. Dude, I love the old Kanye. I love yeah. uh, I love listening to like, dude, I love Fifty Cent. Yeah, I'm, I I do like rap. Rap's yeah, my, yeah. my genre. I, um, in the gym, I listen to like anything that's EDM or whatever. Yeah, but in general, rap's kind of my go-to. Yeah, uh, I still I, obviously I love today's artists too. I love Travis Scott. I love you know, I listen to Uzi. I listen to those guys. But like, it's just not the same. I feel like yeah, like I rather I, I'll enjoy like Good Life by Kanye way more than I'll enjoy something from yeah. you know, these artists today. That's fire. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up, talk about, or no? I mean, all? I guess I wanted to, we could talk about it off camera, it doesn't really matter, but, no, you know, I wanted to know, like, more about, yeah. you know, how you started life with insurance. your business. Yeah, oh, life yeah, insurance. Right, there we go. Halfway through the story. So, yeah. I, uh, once we moved into our own place, yeah, I was only getting more wild. My dad got out of prison probably, probably right around the time then that we moved into our home. So, my freshman year or so, I think we tried to rekindle a relationship. Didn't work out and mm -hmm. went nuts. I just went absolutely haywire. I think we just spent like a week or two and it just it was just a, a very traumatic event. And because it was five or six years without seeing him or what? Yeah, five, yeah, about five years without seeing him. And so minimal communication with with both of them when they were away. And yeah. from that, I just went nuts. You know what I mean? I, I was always, I never stayed in school very long. It was always mm -hmm. in school suspension, yeah. detentions and all that. I was always a troubled troubled kid always angry and fighting and yeah, yeah i eventually get expelled my sophomore year start working at UPS, high school or high school yeah. yeah so essentially i didn't complete high school my mom did mm -hmm. it for me because okay. i got i got a police expulsion okay i was fighting just did some things i shouldn't have done yeah, yeah. and from there ups i worked at a, for a year and a half so that mm -hmm. was that was probably another hardest thing in my life <laughs> delivery <laughs> ups no loading 53 uh, foot trailers dude i did amazon delivery yeah that was no. the fucking worst shot yeah, ever no bro imagine <laughs> getting in a 53 foot trailer it sits in the sun all day and then some dude yeah. I, I call it glorified slavery because yeah well, i'm you're just getting yelled at faster 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 and you're just sweating <laughs> and it's like yeah. it was a, it was a uh that was hard year and a half of that try to rekindle another try to try to rebuild the relationship with my dad again just mm -hmm. as i approach that graduation age my mom finishes up school for me yeah house got shot up i was throwing parties Shit. paying my mom and sister i don't even know if i paid them that much on i don't I didn't yeah i don't think i <laughs> i feel like i would buy a hotel every once in a while but sometimes i would tell them to go wait in the car yeah i'm throwing a party and i would kick them out of the house someone would throw up in my sister's room or Damn. something and people would fall down the stairs and it was the one night the house got shot up so Shit. it was i'm so grateful no nobody was hurt you yeah. know what i mean so it's like I had cornrows down on my shoulders. It's just a little thug. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, man, not even a thug, man. Just a little, just, a, just being a little, you know, delinquent. Yeah. And so, I end up. Uh, my mom gets me the diploma. It was online school, and 
I upload my resumes. Well, I tried to go back down to Arkansas. It didn't work out again. And come back and upload resumes. I'm working with my best friend, Joey O's in, in Greensburg. And I get an automated email from a life insurance company. And yeah. then I go check it out. I thought it was a scam because yeah. you know what is life insurance. Yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. So I go check it out. There's money. There's Maseratis in the parking lot. Yeah. And it, I don't I don't know if Wolf of Wall Street was out yet. Maybe it was, but it mm -hmm. was that vibe. And I was like, and, and then obviously subtract like the immorality because it, it felt more like they were talking about, you know, Jesus. And it was, yeah. I mean, they were still like buff and, you know, just swearing and different yeah, things like yeah. that. So it was, it was different. But, but at the same time, they still had that vibe. And I was like, man, I don't, man, this seems fire. I definitely don't think I'm going to get hired. But they, they told me like, listen, man, all you need is a life insurance license and we will, we'll hire you. You know what I mean? As long as your background's good and you can mm -hmm. get hired. I got my, I got in the uh, prerequisite life insurance course. I knocked it out. It's like a real estate course. Yeah. Knocked it out in 17 hours, came home, studied it, knocked it out, and got my, I drove up at, to Erie almost. This is the first time I fell asleep behind the wheel. Luckily, I didn't crash. Oh, wow. But I would go on to crash five times Shit. in my first two years from uh, selling insurance. And it was it was my mom's car I was driving, and I wrecked it three or four times. What car was it? It was a Chevy Cruze. Okay. And I don't think any door opened. I think wow. I think I when I was getting out to uh, run presentations, I would get out of the passenger door, or sometimes I'd crawl through the window, or I'd and the, I'd have to leave the window open during the winter, so like I'd have to yeah. slide off the snow. My toes would be like just purple. You and know what I mean? Like real frozen. quick, bef before you continue, so what are you driving now? I drive a Black Widow Ram. So yeah. all my guys have nicer cars than me. They're That's profit, still crazy though. Yeah, they're they're profit margins. I still spent like. Dang near a hundred thousand dollars on it, yeah. but I got scammed. So I mean, dude, it's I got stuck in it. Dude, I mean, think about you know the Chevy and yeah, yeah miles, no. miles ahead, well, you know, miles difference. Well, uh, that was eighteen. At twenty one, I had two Jaguars. Yeah. So before I became yeah. an owner, my profit margin was a lot, mm -hmm. a lot higher. You know, when you start your own business, you yeah, know, for it's, sure, it is what it is. It looks cooler though. My ten ninety nines look way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you're like, man, yeah. I don't care about it looking cool. Like, give me more money. Yeah, for so, sure. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you came out. To yeah, Erie, you said. Yeah, yeah. So. I uh, I go out to Erie. I get the license next day. Mm -hmm. I start making sales within a week. Start making a, probably a thousand dollars. It took me probably five or six months though to really feel very confident. And I was three months into it by January. Okay. And so by March, I had all I had. My March was my breakaway month. So six months mm -hmm. in. Twenty nineteen. Twenty. 18. Okay, so, right so okay. Yeah, so six months, six months in the six month mark, March of 2018, I write 30,000 in a month and I make 15 grand at 19 years old. Hell yeah. Move out, bought my grandma's old Mercedes. It was the same year as me in 1998 C class. Mm -hmm. So I spent two grand on that. I move out, get my own place, and I had 20 grand in the bank and I, I felt like, you know, a millionaire. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but I would go on to be the number one producer that year in the company that I that I worked with, which Hell is yeah. my business partner now. So I worked for his company, Arias Agencies in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. and I would go on to be the number one producer that year at 19 years old. Youngest to ever do it, youngest to qualify for our company's President's Club. Every sales yeah. company has a President's Club. Oh, it'll be top of the top. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I went on to do that. It was all door to door. Fell asleep a couple times behind the wheel. Blew up my mom's car. <laughs> and Damn. you know what I mean? So, and then from there, I think I made 114,000 my first year. And then it just multiplied, it doubled pretty much every year. And then I made my first seven figures at 22, technically. The 1099 Huge. came in 22. So. Huge, man. That's true inspiration right there, yeah. man. I yeah. love that. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a lot. You know what I mean? A lot went into it. There's 
I think I developed like a physical, neurological like issue from lack lack of sleep. I'll twit nothing the bad that I yeah. know of, but I. <laughs> yeah, like apparently she said on like on the flights, like I yeah. I sleep like nuts. Like I, I have no Fighting idea. Fighting demons, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, I have no idea. So all I know is we made it, so it was worth it. So yeah, man. But and yeah. now, so now you're basically running the yes. same so part I, here I, now. So I, leadership didn't take off for me. I was making my. I made five hundred. I probably made. No, I probably made two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars before I transitioned into leadership income. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people will classify life insurance and they'll be like. Oh, it's a pyramid scheme. It's a scam. Yeah. You got to recruit people to make money. It's like I made three hundred grand and went two years yeah. with making money off of nobody, just me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uno. So yeah. all of all of the money was made from the production that I was producing and pushing. Yeah. And then eventually, as I transitioned into leadership, my issue with with leadership wasn't a lack of recruiting. It was a lack of patience and relationship building. I was a very yeah. angry and impatient individual. Mm -hmm. I wanted things done now. I wanted you to be excellent. I wanted you to pursue yeah. excellence. I wanted you to hate everything like i did you know what yeah. i mean like it was like yeah. it was there was a deep hate in me of like i'm not here to beat you i'm here to take everything you love yeah. you know what i mean i like i i was indoctrinated you know what i mean as mm -hmm. a, there's something that you can't i i can embellish so many different things <laughs> as a kid mm -hmm. but like and and make things sound cooler but at the end of the day like we were watching 300 yeah we were, like she, she was watching 300 like yeah there's we like i'm here to kill you know what i mean yeah, and, and the only way that i can do so and in a legal and righteous format is through absolute self-domination and analyzing and looking at myself of like, who in here is a true competitor? I'm gonna lock eyes with him yeah. and I'm gonna go until my heart gives out. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. In every aspect of my life, whether it's the gym, like I don't care what it takes because I know, and for me, I go back to the immigrants. I'm not letting somebody come to my country where I had a head start yeah. and outwork me. You know what I mean? Like it for me, it, it wouldn't be honorable. And a man should want that in another man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't respect a man unless he says I'm the best man. Mm -hmm. As soon as you succumb to another man and you say that man's better than me, you've admitted weakness. Our ancestors would not yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, every, in every belief, nationality, every country, every religious, there's always been some, like, there's always been some idea of, like, a Valhalla. Even, like, yeah. with, with Christianity, there's, there's a verse that says, to live is to live is Christ and to die is gain. And what mm -hmm. it, it simply means by that, and I imagine there's something similar in the Quran. And it's for like, sure. if I'm living, I'm glorifying Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and my actions. I'm going to war for Christ. It's not like people make, I think they make Jesus seem to be like just this like fairy godmother. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when he was really, you know, this, this was an individual that was passionate about the rule and principle of of just Christianity in general, of yeah. being righteous and loving and graceful towards individuals, right. but not compromising that either. And I can imagine yeah. your beliefs are very similar, but I, like that's I'm not here to be some like pushover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for when I see people elicit that type of you know weakness, I don't even want to compete with a weak man anymore. Yeah. Like, that's appetizing for another weak man. Yeah. Weak men yeah. like to prey on weak men. Yeah, I like to, and even even though I, it'll, I have to work up to it sometimes in jujitsu. I'm not looking to roll with the little boy. Yeah, man. Give me the Russian killer yeah. <laughs> that isn't speaking English. Give him the Hamza. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me, you know, yeah. Hamza. You know yeah, what I mean? Hamza, Chimav, all of them. Give me the guy that's walking out to, to the Islamic prayer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's like, Allah, give me everything. I take I yeah, take your dude. soul. I want to fight him. Yeah, There's dude. no honor. You know that's what I mean? There's you get no better, honor man. weakness. And I was thinking about that this morning in the sauna. I said, 
I'll send notes to myself and I'll start hyping myself up and I got to be careful because I'll start like thinking about fighting the old dude next to me, like some 74 <laughs> year old dude. And I'm like, I'll take him right now. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, man, you know, we live in a day and age of a lot of false gladiators. And because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with just history and Roman war and, and just any of it, Greek, just the Greek mythology, the Troy, you know, Achilles and Hercules, all of these things. And I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. we live in an age of a lot of false gladiators and a false gladiator to me is an individual that loves the idea of war, but knows nothing of war. You know what I mean? Even myself, I question my own ego because I speak so much of war, but what do I know of a real war? Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been in a few fights. Yeah. You know, I've been around a few weapons. You know, I've yeah. been in some, you know, weird situations, but I've never really felt, you know, a, a gun placed to my head and, yeah. and someone saying, I will kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think of like, even right now, as I'm speaking to you directly, I'm thinking of, your father probably mm-hmm. was in situations or moments mm-hmm. way closer there, the tangibility of real war, oh, yeah. where now you're fully exposed. Are you a gladiator or are you a false gladiator? And for yeah. me, the false gladiator, 99% of them live on Instagram. It sounds good. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, success, failure, and, and everybody puts it on their story. But then when it's time to go to war, yeah. when it's time for you to be broke for a couple of years, mm-hmm. can you keep going and not give up? When, yeah. it's, when you've made hundreds and thousands of calls and you've had hundreds and thousands of no's and chargebacks yeah. and people have quit on you and your girlfriend left on you and, and your, your mother's died and, you, and you, like, can you, can, yeah. you know, it sounded good, but now it's time to go to war. Can, and I've always referenced it because I've thought to myself, you know what I mean? Like when you're in war, do you think you can stop and have a funeral? You know what I mean? You think yeah. you can stop and have a birthday? You no. think you can stop and say, I don't feel good. I have a headache. I can't make calls today. Yeah, dude. None of that. You there's miss no, there's no ex- you die. Yeah, no exceptions, man. You know what I mean? You get your head yeah. blown off. So it's like, sure. no, and, and uh, we're not in a real war, but it's like, they've happened before. Why wouldn't they? Why can't they happen again? Yeah, man. You know that's why mean? That's why every, every morning I wake up, I'm like, dude, there's my, like, I think of my dad a lot. I'm like, he's been through shit that I'll never be through. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck am I sitting here? Like, I, I barely complain nowadays, man, because, like, I have nothing to complain for. Yeah. You know, I got a roof over my head. I got clothes on my back. My dad came here with no clothes on his back. Yeah. No roof, no nothing. And so I'm like, I got nothing. You know, there's, if I'm complaining about, you know, taking 20 sales calls in a day and I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. You know, I got to go to the gym or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's, there's no time. There's no time to sit and fucking complain. Like, I only complain when my sister's not around. She'll, she'll check me on it or something, say something yeah. dumb and it'll make me stop stop complaining but but no man i completely agree with that and i i love all of that i love the game i love the hustle yeah man. you know what i mean i think one of my one of my favorite movies is uh i think it is it's not it's, i gotta look it up yeah because i know the quote i love the game i love the hustle it's a gangster movie okay do you yeah, paid him full Oh, okay. I've I love the it. game. I is love that, the is that the one with um, who's the main actor in that? He isn't it. Uh, what's his name? I mean, it's it's whatever. I I, I think I've watched that movie. Pretty sure here. I've watched it. This guy is Wood Harris, and he was in um, the football movie with Denzel. Remember the Titans? Okay. So Wood gotcha. Harris, he was the linebacker that goes strong side. Left side, okay. strong okay. side. Gotcha. So, yeah, so he's the main actor in that. But yeah, quote in that movie, you said? Yeah, so that's Peyton Fool. Yeah. Yeah, Peyton Fool, fire movie. Okay. And remember, Titans is the is the football movie. But yeah, man, life insurance has been a blessing for me. It's a very simple product. Cool. Essentially, individuals are setting aside money on a monthly basis, mm-hmm. especially 
and a lot of people think it's a blue collar product, it's a white collar product as okay. well. Because the the white collar group, individuals like yourself, myself, that mm -hmm. six figures are, are now, you know, as we get closer to seven figures to even be classified as, as a white collar individual, your 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 money that's flowing is flowing from a vessel, an active business. You know yeah. what I mean? Very few individuals have just this liquidated estate and it's mm -hmm. prepared and ready to be pillaged by Uncle Sam. When you sure. die, Uncle Sam is coming for a percentage, whether mm -hmm. you're poor or you're rich. When you're rich, coming up with 20% of a federal estate tax or a just a state estate tax, yeah. different states have, I think Illinois is up to like 18% depending on your your estate. You know there's what I mean? loopholes around it, but yeah, you're right, 100%. You're, you got trusts yeah. and different things like that, but like there's, there's there are loopholes for everything. Yeah, you know man. What I mean? And like, there shouldn't be loopholes. Like, it, sh it shouldn't have to come yeah, to that. Yeah, no, it, it's it stupid. <laughs> but but these, this preparation is few individuals do it. Mm -hmm. Then you get a bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got a $10 million estate. You got to come up with two mil. Nobody yeah. nobody sets aside $2 million just for debt. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And then when you ask, oh, we'll just throw me in the back. We can throw you in the back. Mm -hmm. Uncle Sam once paid for you to live and die. Yeah, man. Right? And yeah. if you don't figure it out, your family's going to figure it out. So all we simply ask is, I'd say, you know, I'd say, Eden, do you care about your family? Yeah. You do. Okay. Would you mind? Would they be worth you setting aside a couple hours a day? What are they worth to you? A couple bucks a day? Everything, Minimum? Man. Yeah, everything. Everything. You told me everything. So yeah, man. two, three dollars a day. Would that take food off the table? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, exactly. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna set up a permanent benefits package. What you're gonna have in this is you're gonna have a tax exempt portfolio. Mm -hmm. Essentially, when you're gonna pass away, you're not gonna touch it. But when you pass away, this money is gonna go to your family and it'll take care of final expenses in general. Okay. I hope that there's not a bunch of final expenses and yeah. you're gonna have this hundred grand just to enjoy and Use celebrate later. you. Yeah. Would you mind looking down from heaven and they got an extra hundred grand just to celebrate you? Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sign here and here. So that's For sure. selling life insurance. Okay, Very cool. simple. It's like you're attaching the care. The problem is a lack of preparation and a lack of understanding in regard to, I don't have final expense protection and I care about my family. It's an emotional sale, mm -hmm, more so than sure. it's a tangible sale, right? And so from there, you're, you're transferring that belief and not even belief, it's just understanding of like, I understand I care about my family and that there's expenses I can't get around. Yeah, man. Right? I don't have a forest family. For sure. You know, so it's like, they, they have expenses and that that's it, man. You can push it yourself or I can get 10 of you to push it. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, like, exactly. whatever you want to do. I'll, and I'll, I get... Just like any other business, I get 10 or 20 points. If anything, mm -hmm. you guys probably get 50 points, right? You get 50, he gets 50, okay. you know, off, off your business in regard to the yeah, SMA. Yeah, I imagine yeah. you guys cut it up 50-50. Yeah. But if you guys if you guys want to scale this model, it's like you guys can take it to maybe 100 million. Yeah. But why not go to 100 billion? I promise yeah. you you're not going to 100 billion without a couple more people. Oh, so now sure. you have to start to figure out what well, it's like when people are like, well, you're recruiting, that's a scam. Well, it's like, no, to scale, you what do you people. need? Yeah, man. You need more For people. Sure. You need better. And it's not even more people. We just need better people. And, yeah. and there's just a lack of better people right now. Yeah, so man. we need as many people as possible to find better people. Yeah, there's two things that I want to touch on that. So one, obviously, you wanted to mention real quick, uh, my boy Jalil. I know you spoke with him. Hopefully, that's working yes. out with you. Cool. Yes. Um, second thing. It seems like it's almost like you have to highlight the problem for the people, for the yes. for the buyers. It's similar yeah. to what we do. So I actually just had a. Um, That's the only way I sell. I I don't sell solution first. Yeah, I always sell problems. You got it exactly. And then I actually had a conversation today with um, my buddy who runs Relentless Success Club. His name's Alex. He's 15 years old and he's making thousands and thousands and thousands. Can we a get month. him on the podcast? I could. Ooh, he's in Canada. <laughs> could he fly here? I'll throw some bread at it. 
Yeah, he probably. I mean, it's so it's him and my buddy Dylan. Them two I love run. to learn. He's fifteen and he's making five hundred thousand a month. Uh, he's making this. That's a different guy I'm talking okay. about. But um, he's he's still making a lot of money. There's. They, I was fifteen and just absolutely poor. I would love to I'm like saying, pick his man. Brain, that so is I, what I'm saying. That, I, that was. This I would is why, love to get this, Alex. I would love. Yeah. First off, you're making a hundred thousand a month. You make it the same as me. You need to just pay for it yourself and come get on the podcast. Yeah, he's but. he's a, he's an absolute dog. So him and my. Him and my buddy Dylan, they run it together. Dylan's a little older. He's 22. Yeah. Uh, Alex is 15, 16. I would love you. Both and in Canada? They're both from Canada, yeah. Let's so go. that was actually why me and Canada joined. You guys want to get out of there anyways, dude. Yeah. Because everything <laughs> can't even – I saw the other day you can't even, like, do a podcast there or something. Yeah, so, so that was why we joined Relentless Success Club. You know, we paid to get in it. We uh, just – They got to be hustlers. Best, Making money in Canada is dude, basically a dictatorship up there right now. Bro, the best decision, best financial decision I've ever made was is if you need a mentor – yeah, man. If you need a mentorship, I everybody needs a mentor in life. I think yeah. um, it doesn't matter. I consider, you know, I consider being very knowledgeable. Let's say in fitness, but I, if I were to let's say wanted to compete in bodybuilding, I would still go and hire a coach or hire, yeah. you know. So regardless, I think no matter how good you are in something, I think you can always use a mentor and learn for, learn from one. So we joined the Relentless Success Relentless Success Club, and um, yeah. So just this morning, Alice was talking to me about how um, you have to highlight the problem for these people and yeah. we were just talking about sales a little bit but he was like you really need to clarify the problem so like for in our case if i'm talking to a realtor sometimes they don't even know the fact that they can How handle many clients it. are missing out yeah on. dude and it's like you just gotta show people mr beast and be like this dude's worth a billion dollars he dude, just makes videos exactly <laughs> and it's like I mean, what are you doing you know and it's like the, the the thing that i that i really try to stress with them is like the fact that they're not they i mean they probably handle only their clients through like word of mouth and it's like as a realtor, that's insane. There's 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 about six avenues. I'm putting this in my group. I'm put t- taking notes on this. I'm putting it in my my. We just joined Discord today, so my whole company's in. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So the um, when it comes to like reach outreach, I would say there's and you can incorporate this as well for your business because I know you're looking for more people. There's about six ways that you can uh, do outreach, right? And and the biggest thing for realtors is they do word of mouth. Word of mouth referrals is the way that they grow. But it, word of mouth is the most important important because it's the only one that grows exponentially you know one person tells two two people tell four four people tell eight and it keeps growing exponentially the word of mouth and that's how you kind of gain clients right but there's five other avenues that you can which is what i tell these realtors is there's five other ways that you can grow one is through organic content one is through affiliates you know one is through door knocking yeah um but with the one that we really focus on is paid advertisements yeah alex ormosi little categories there you go exactly so um that's what I try to highlight to, you know, I highlight that problem to my realtors and I tell them that they're missing out a lot because, you know, doing manual or doing outbound instead of just focusing on inbound referrals is you can double or triple your business. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah, man. Fire. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to hit on? Dude, I think I think we covered it all, man. Fire. I could talk all day, else? but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, where can people find you guys, do business with you guys? Yeah, man. Anything so you guys want to bring up right now? Yeah. I mean, we have uh, our businesses, agencies, media. Um, it's with the E instead of an A, so not agency with a E with the E. <laughs> um, or you can follow me on Instagram. My thing is Ahmedine with an underscore at the end. But are they you gonna help spell that? Somebody, yeah, so it's I'm and then percent of America has a third grade reading level. For sure, man. Adin, my first name is four letters, very easy, but I know it's foreign as hell. It's E D I N. Yeah. Let's go. For sure, man. Guys, this was Adin. Make sure you guys follow him. Go do business with him and Kanan. Send me 10% of the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Sub to the channel or unsub. I don't know. Yeah, man. Let's go. Peace.